Hello and welcome to another wonderful Friday on Speaking for Him. I'm Dan Van Zalen and here's your host, Andrew Gomison. Merry Christmas, Dan. Uh, for the next two weeks on the podcast, we will be reflecting a little bit on the Christmas season. Uh, so one of them, of course, today's will be a few days before Christmas. And then the following one, of course, will be a few days after Christmas. And both of them are in the form of first-person narratives. As you know, I like to write these. And so I've written a couple for this year. And today we're going to hear some thoughts from the heart of Joseph. But first, Dan is going to give us our quote of the day. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Matthew 1, 20. Dear Mary, as it seems I am not long for this world, I've been in a reflective mood over the past week. I am so thankful for the blessings God has given me. You are one of the greatest of these, and I am so glad that God has kept us together. To say our future was in doubt for a little while was an understatement to say the least. I will never forget that day you came to see me. It was unusual because we were three months into our one-year betrothal period and we were not supposed to see each other very much, especially alone. I still remember the pain in your face as you tentatively approached the small carpenter shop I shared with my father, Jacob. My father was out, so we were alone. I knew something was wrong, so I left the cabin and I was finishing on my workbench and I led you out behind the shop. I remember wanting so much to hug away your pain. Out of respect for you and our betrothal agreement, I refrained. After a moment of silence that seemed like an eternity, you finally spoke. Joseph, you are a good man, and everything my parents tell me about you tells me that you will take good, great care of me. You trailed off and paused. I stood there expectantly, trying not to make you feel more anxious than you obviously already were, but all but also very confused myself. Joseph, you might not believe this, but the truth of the matter is that I had a visit from an angel last month. I've been going over and over in my head how to share this message, and I'm just as clueless as I was when I first received it. So here goes. Joseph, I'm pregnant. I swear to you I'm still a virgin. The angel says that I conceived through the Holy Spirit and that the baby I now carry is the Son of God. I don't understand all the implications, but I told God that I trusted him. I said he could do what he wanted with me. Please believe me, I would never be unfaithful to you. I was stunned into silence. The only thing I could do was stand there with my mouth wide open as I watched you crumple to the ground. What was I supposed to do with this impossible news? I never knew you to be untruthful. In fact, your quiet honesty, honesty was one of the things I admired most. Yet how can, they, how can I reconcile that with the news you had just given me? After several minutes, I watched you get to your feet and reached out to make sure you were able to stay upright. Before I could say anything, you quickly turned, and before I knew it, you were gone. The next day, I saw you leaving with a caravan. I wasn't sure what to make of that, but as I was still processing the things myself, I didn't suppose I could blame you. 
A few days later, I would learn after a short tear field com that after a short tear field conversation, you packed your bags and went to visit your cousin Elizabeth, who was soon to give birth, even though she had been barren. I prayed that you would be safe. I truly agonized over what to do next. I knew that our betrothal agreement was null and void. What's more, I had the right to have you stoned. I know that's what many people expected, but I did not want to make you a public example to anyone. I just wanted to give you the best thing I could, which was a private dismissal. I had never been a hasty decision maker, something that still bothers you, my sweet wife. I decided to wait a few days before I made my formal request, and during that time an angel visited me as well. He confirmed what you said. He told me to take you as my wife. He said I needed to raise your child as my own, to call his name Jesus, for he would save his people from their sins. I woke up in a cold sweat. I was scared. Who wouldn't be? But at the same time, I was so relieved that you, are telling, you were telling the truth. I immediately got up, and even though it was not yet six in the morning, I went over and pounded on your father's door. No doubt he thought I was nuts. He definitely did when I gave him my message. I told him that I would marry you as soon as it was permitted. I said I would raise your child and that I, too, had been visited by an angelic messenger. I assured him that you were indeed telling the truth. I could hardly wait for you to come home. Remember how excited I was when you came back? I still remember running to the wagon where you were perched. You were obviously with child now. I scooped you into my arms, and as I lifted you down, I whispered over and over again, I'm sorry I didn't believe you. So sorry. As I held you close, I felt the tension leave your body. I was still scared, not knowing what the future would hold. But I knew that whatever we had to face, we would face it together. We have certainly been through a lot. But through it all, God has been faithful and has helped me keep my promise. First, we traveled to Bethlehem for the census. It was a long journey, but you were a trooper. You never complained, and if I didn't know it before, I, I knew then what a wonderful wife the Lord had given me. It didn't take me long to realize that you would give birth before we had a chance to leave Bethlehem. As a matter of fact, you were starting birth pains as we approached the outskirts of town. I went to every inn and private house looking for a place for us to lodge where you could get help and comfort and the best possible outcome for the baby. No one had room. I wanted to believe it was because of the census, that the city was just busy, and that if there was room, people would give it. But in the back of my mind, I couldn't help thinking that perhaps our story and sordid reputation had preceded us. It saddened and frustrated me not to be able to provide better accommodations for you, but we finally had to settle with staying in a stable of an innkeeper friend of mine. He and his wife were willing to help us, but only if we waited until dark. He didn't want to be seen with us in public. I couldn't blame him. After all, I had had doubts myself. For the next three hours, I sat with and prayed you through your agony. I asked God to give you relief and wiped your brow with a cool washcloth, which the innkeeper's wife refreshed every few minutes. Despite their fear and hesitation, I was so thankful for their kindness. Finally, the silent night was punctured by the sharp cry from the strong lungs of your baby boy.
As I finished wrapping Jesus in swaddling clothes and placed him on your chest, there was a knock at the stable door. I opened the door and found the other on the other side a ragtag group of shepherds. They said the angels had appeared to them and told them that a Savior had been born. I don't know if one ever gets used to angelic visits, but we certainly have had more than our fair share. After this, I would hear from God in a dream three more times. Each time, God would show himself faithful to help me complete the task that he gave me. It was so humbling to know that I was part of the fulfillment of prophecies God had made hundreds of years before. As we raised Jesus and his brothers and sisters after him, I constantly felt uh, I constantly felt inadequate, and I know you felt the same. We are not perfect. We are simply ordinary people that God used to accomplish his will. I still remember how worried we were when Jesus was 12 and stayed behind at the temple. We thought we lost him and were frantic to get back, to get him back, only to find that he was, as he said, about my father's business. What a puzzling statement. He then came back and showed great humility by submitting himself to us. He learned my trade well and is a fine carpenter, but I sense he is restless and will not be practicing the trade much longer. I know that whatever happens, God will take care of you. We knew from the start that he was simply on loan to us, so when the time comes, do not be afraid to let him go. I know it will be hard, Mary, but God will be with you. I love you so much, Mary. Being your husband has been the greatest honor of my life. I firmly believe I'll see you again someday. I feel weak and must rest now. Go with God. Joseph. And so that is just a little bit of a peek into what it might have been like to be Joseph. And for a further resource, um, you can look up Michael Card's Joseph song. Um, my dad and I were discussing this the other day, and we realized that unlike so many other Christian songs and other songs and other genres that get covered a lot, there really isn't another very many covers, if any, out there of Joseph's song. And I don't know if it's just that um, Michael Carr guards his music library closer than some other uh, musicians <laughs> or what it is, but it's an awesome song. I will try, I think, to put the YouTube link in the blog post so you can check it out. Um, but I hope that you have a wonderful weekend and that you keep serving the best of masters. Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at Speaking for Him. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review.